This is Radioactive, a grassroots environmental and social justice news journal for Tuesday, January 23, 2024. This is Meredith DeFrancesco with Don Neptune Adams. Today's edition is produced with Sunlight Media Collective. Today, Casella Waste Systems, the private operators of the state-owned Juniper Ridge Landfill in Old Town, is seeking an extension of their state contract, despite a record of harm to the local environment and communities, including the Penobscot Nation. The State of Maine Department of Administrative and Financial Services, Bureau of General Services, will hold a public hearing regarding changes to its Operating Services Agreement, OSA, between the state and private company Casella Waste Systems, which operates the state-owned Juniper Ridge Landfill in Old Town. A public hearing slated for January was postponed. The new date is Thursday, February 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. in Brewer at Jeff's Catering. Written comments can be submitted to the Bureau of General Services by Monday, February 26th at 5 p.m. In its public notice, the Bureau states that it expects to extend the Operating Services Agreement an additional six years from February 5th, 2034 to February 5th, 2040 because of Casella's proposed expansion of Juniper Ridge Landfill. Over the past two decades, area residents, including the Penobscot Nation, have continued to shine a light on harmful environmental impacts from the landfill and questioned the for-profit model that has increased the importation of -of out-of-state waste, straining landfill capacity while minimizing recycling efforts. Leachate from the landfill is currently processed at the paper mill in Old Town, then dumped into the Penobscot River, directly below the Penobscot Nation who have expressed concern for fish and human health impacts from effluent chemicals, including PFAS. This past May, the landfill itself caught on fire and burned for a number of hours, sending plumes of smoke into the surrounding air. Local residents and others oppose the proposed expansion of the Juniper Ridge landfill, the reason given for the state's consideration of extending Casella's Juniper Ridge contract. They call for an evaluation of Casella's performance before there is an extension of their contract, that an extension not be granted until an expansion license could be granted, and that an expansion application should consider disposal capacity for in-state waste and include the observation of environmental justice, which is now required in statute in the public benefit determination. A landmark measure was passed by the legislature in 2022 restricting the importation of -of out-of-state waste, but was postponed for two years this past May after Casella Waste Systems claimed the restrictions on -on out-of-state waste imports affected their ability to stabilize the landfill's liquid sludge. Today's guests to discuss the details of these concerns are Ed Spencer with the local grassroots watchdog network Don't Waste Me, which has been involved for the past two decades in opposing Juniper Ridge landfills pollution, importation of out-of-state waste, and business practices through grassroots organizing, legislation, and engaging as legal intervener in a number of proceedings. Ed lives in close proximity to the Juniper Ridge landfill. We're also joined by Nikki Sakara founder and organizer of Community Water Justice, and a contributing member of Sunlight Media Collective. She has also recently been appointed to the Commission to Study the Role of Water as a Resource in the State of Maine. She grew up in Eddington. And we have with us Maria Gerard from the Penobscot Nation. She's a Penobscot Nation Tribal Council member, though is not formally representing the nation today. 
She's a grassroots environmental organizer with Dawnland Environmental Defense and founder of Sunlight Media Collective. She's writer and director of the documentary, The Penobscot, Ancestral River, Contested Territory. Can you all give some general perspective on your concerns about Juniper Ridge Landfill's impact on the environment in your communities and the business model that Casella is operating under? And Ed, let's start with you. Juniper Ridge Landfill has been a real nuisance as a neighbor and not just a nuisance, but a a threat to our health. Primarily at at this juncture in the form of landfill gases escaping the facility. Uh, These can run from annoying rotten egg smells to gases that make one gasp and uh, just fearful for uh, your safety. So I think it might be helpful to discuss how this arrangement between the state and Casella came about. In 2003, there was a crisis of sorts, and the paper mill at that time in Old Town wanted to get rid of its landfill. They saw it as a liability. And the state had been looking for landfill capacity. Uh, under their uh, the fairly recent state mandate at that point that any future landfills in Maine be, be publicly owned. And Casella was in the development stages of this three-way deal, Casella, the, the paper mill, and the state of Maine. And when they brought it, out of the the shadows where the deal was kind of had already been done to the public they uh and there was never a, an actual formal public hearing there was a cup there was some what they called public information sessions and they re- repeatedly would promise that there'll be no out of state waste in here and there'll be no so, no uh curbside waste into this landfill the state was was going to own and right off the bat, uh, the state lied because they had actually made this deal where Casella was going to provide the mill with fuel to burn in a, in a boiler that was supposed to lower their, their energy costs. And this, this fuel was supposed to come from construction demolition debris. Well, nobody knew at the time, but at the same exact time, these officials are saying there'll be no out-of-state waste. The state planning office, who who was the original owner of the landfill for the state, they had made this arrangement whereby Casella could bring in enough debris from out-of-state to derive the fuel from, and then the residues from that processing could come to the state landfill, even though they had originated out of state. So that was 2003, 2004. The uh, the operating services agreement was was signed with Casella. Uh, Casella, they, they had, the year before there, Casella had, assumed they were going to be 
the operator, well, someone in the state government said, well, we should really put out a request for proposals. We can't just give it to Casella. So they developed these this RFP, and then they it turned out Casella was the only entity that, that bid on it. So they awarded it to Casella, and after Casella became operator, then they refused to comply with all the the requirements in the RFP, but the state let it slide anyhow. Uh, specifically, there was supposed to be a $50 million performance bond posted by whoever would be the operator. Casella never did that. They ended up posting a, like a $3 million bond. Um, so anyways, now we're, if they sign it, February of 2004. And this, these waste imports were specifically tied to fuel for the Old Town Mill only. Well, some years went by, and about two, late 2007 into 2008, Harry Sanborn and Chuck Lighthizer did a, a graph, and they were looking at the reports on what was coming into into uh, Juniper Ridge, and it, they noticed that there was all this residual for from the fuel for uh, the Old Town Mill. And they said, well, they're not using any fuel down there. They're not burning any fuel. How come all this out-of-state waste is coming in here? So we kind of took turns asking questions at city council meetings. Chuck, Mary Dolan myself, others, and it turned out our, our city manager said, oh, they've changed the agreement. We said, what, what agreement? Oh, the operating services agreement. It was changed. So we started looking into this, and sure enough, found out that they had changed, they had made amendments, the second amendments, to the OSA, that were extremely favorable to Casella. And in doing this, they neglected to notify any of the other parties. So SPO signed these agreements on behalf of the state with Casella. Neither then told the city of Old Town, uh, town of Alton, uh, Penobscot Nation, uh, the Juniper Ridge Landfill Advisory Committee, or the DEP, who is the regulator of Juniper Ridge, they were just kept in the dark. So we called them the secret amendments. Anyway, there was uh, some contentious meetings, um, and uh, out of that came legislation, I think, uh, through Bob Duchesne, who was a local rep at that point, um, that if the, if the OSA was ever changed, then they had to hold a public hearing. So that's why I believe this is happening this Thursday. It's not because the BGS, the state, wants to really talk about, you know, plans for the landfill and, you know, share uh, good ideas and, uh, the necessity of this, 
that may happen, but the real reason for it, I think, is because they have to by law. And I doubt they would be doing it if it wasn't required. So, so that's why, um, with that as the background, we think there should be a review before there's any extension of this agreement. We are 20 years in to a 30-year contract between the state and Casella. There's never been any official review. During this period of time, the state as owner, which started out being the SPO and is now BGS, has never once contradicted or reprimanded Casella about any of their activities or uh, changes to be made at the landfill, even though there's this inherent conflict between Casella, which is a, a publicly traded corporation that does business from as far south as Maryland and Pennsylvania on up through all of New England, New York State, and Maine. Uh, so they're, they're profit-driven. Handling more waste equals making more money to them. Whereas the state as owner is caretaking, should be, this resource for the state, for the, the people of the state of Maine. So Casella's business partners have been very well taken care of in this. A whole lot of waste has been brought into Maine, and uh, it's, it's just been all a one-way street, and the, and the state never once said, you know, we think you should be preserving this a little better. We, you know, we don't, it's, it's hard to expand this. We don't, we don't want to do it. Um, what about, you know, pressing them to, to uh, control the odors? Or also of extreme importance, how about doing a better job treating this leachate, which we know is full of PFAS, heavy metals, all kinds of uh, toxic compounds, and it's basically being dumped into the Penobscot River with very minimal treatment. So it seems like that should be uh, a, a concern for the whoever owns this thing, uh, which is our own state of Maine. Again, that was Ed Spencer with the local watchdog network, Don't Waste Me. You're listening to Radioactive, a grassroots environmental and social justice news journal on WERU 89.9 FM. Today we're talking about the state-owned, privately operated Juniper Ridge Landfill in Old Town. Operator Casella Waste Systems is seeking the extension of their state contract while pursuing the landfill's expansion. A public hearing on this extension will be held Thursday, February 15th at 6 p.m. at Jeff's Catering in Brewer. Maria Gerard is from the Penobscot Nation and is a Penobscot Nation Tribal Council member, though not formally representing the nation today. She's a grassroots environmental organizer and writer and director of the documentary The Penobscot, Ancestral River, Contested Territory. This seems like a really good time to bring in you, Maria Gerard, for 
your reflections on Juniper Ridge Landfill and its impacts on the community and your current concerns. Thank you. And thank you, Ed, for laying out the history uh, so well. As Ed mentioned, this, um, this has been a couple of decades and the more we expand the landfill, the more we are in danger of uh, further desecrating and exploiting the Penobscot River watershed. And there's this old ex expression that says, um, don't, don't let the camel's nose into the tent. And it's, it's meant to warn that, you know, if you let a camel's nose into the tent, then nobody can prevent it from entering inside and devouring or doing whatever it wants within the tent. Uh, and so Juniper Ridge Landfill is the perfect example of how this has been allowed to happen for two decades now. And the an, an important note is that the state of Maine is the owners of this landfill. And so every person in the state of Maine should be concerned as stakeholders what is happening uh, at Juniper Ridge Landfill. I know so often uh, in discussions like these, there's a lot of uh, not in my backyard and there's also a lot of thinking from people who live far away from the landfill that, you know, the impact is contained uh, to a certain area. But, um, you know, water is water and water knows no boundaries. And the fact that Juniper Ridge Landfill has been involved in dumping leachates into the Penobscot River for a number of years, we've now learned about the concerns and the impacts of the PFAS and how that is impacting um, how we grow food, how we can hunt and how we can fish. We have had the fire at Juniper Ridge Landfill. Um, I think it was last spring or last fall. And, you know, so many neighbors and of course people from Penobscot Nation who are in such uh, close proximity to Juniper Ridge Landfill were concerned about the toxicity in the air, the toxicity in the ashes that were falling into the river, that were falling into their backyards, that were falling into their garden spaces. You know, all over Penobscot Nation land, um, Penobscot Nation owns approximately half the land in Argyle Township and the location of Juniper Ridge setting in between two streams, Pushaw Stream and Birch Stream. It's located in a wetland. And now with this current request, Juniper Ridge is looking to expand 40% of the current footprint. That's enormous. And if you look at a map and you see where it's located between these two streams, um, and just the name itself, Juniper Ridge. I mean, junipers grow in wetlands. You know, you have to really question the impact to future generations. And one thing that we learned along the way is that uh, landfills, they're all going to leak at some time or another. And so Penobscot Nation and surrounding communities have you know, a good chance of being um, severely impacted by 
any more uh, accidents or, or things that happened there at Juniper Ridge Landfill. There's been a lot of work that's gone into, you know, cleaning up messes and improving the ecological integrity to the river. And I think Juniper Ridge needs to be looked at, um, you know, broadly that we look at all these these ways that the landfill has impact to, um, you know, wild game, to fishing, to the water itself. And um, yeah, it's just a, a classic environmental injustice, you know, so the location of it being where there's poorer communities, you know, that are subjected to higher levels of environmental risks. And um, I always say that when people throw their trash away, away is somewhere. And in this case, away is in the backyard to the Penobscot Nation. And Nikki Sakara, if you have some comments to lend, particularly on the the processes you have been observing of how Casella is is looking to expand and expand this contract. I grew up downstream from Casella, meaning um, in Eddington, which is along the Penobscot River. And it's hard not to include that in the impact area where they are releasing toxins into the waterways. Um, and with the fire, as Maria has spoken about, that happened this spring, um, I can add that that was in the middle of fiddleheading season. And on the evening that that fire had happened, you know, the winds were blowing about six miles per hour at that point in the evening. You know, Don and I had responded. And after hanging out there for a while, I, I recall my throat was starting to get sore and my eyes were watering. Um, it was dangerous to breathe that air. Um, our, the car was coated uh, when we were leaving. And so, you know, when you think about the, the wind was blowing westward, which was right over like um, Orson Island area. Um, and I know that people are out there picking fiddleheads. So um, the danger to um, the Penobscot and in practicing their, you know, their, their traditional cultural practices is a huge threat. And I do remember seeing messages going around on social media imploring people to stay inside their homes while this fire was happening. And, you know, the lack of a response by the DEP following that. And I heard from other local people that when they approached the fire chief about the fire and, you know, what the concerns of theirs might be and, you know, maintaining safety for the community, they deferred to Casella to speak to it. And that raises a huge alarm to me that our, our safety officials and our communities are deferring commentary to Casella. As far as the expansion is concerned, you know, we have to look at other activities in the area. Now that Maine is opening itself up to metallic mining, um, there's a lot of waste that comes along with this industry. And in reading the application that Wolfton had in with, you know, they had a 1200 page application into the LUPC and I found a letter between Stantec and Juniper Ridge 
And so it appears that they are organizing to accept waste from metallic mines. So I'm just concerned about, you know, the concentration of all of these toxic chemicals being impounded and concentrated in this very ecologically sensitive area. Beyond Juniper Ridge being a landfill, I see it as a symbol of waste mismanagement. Listening to Ed's story about the history of Juniper Ridge and the lack of accountability that we've permitted during their tenure in managing this landfill um, and not following the waste hierarchy. I just, you know, the damage that we have, the taxpayers are on the hook for mitigating, I think is colossal. And the fact that Juniper Ridge, when the complaints came forward about the odor of the landfill, um, they said they could not aerate it more to help alleviate the odors because it would potentially increase fires. You know, the fire that happened in May wasn't the first fire that had happened there, and it certainly won't be the last. It was fortunate that the winds weren't higher on that evening, too, because that could have created a, a fire that I understand covered two acres of the landfill, but it could have been much worse and much more. There's a lot of issues tied up with this. But again, I think Juniper Ridge is a symbol of waste mismanagement more than anything else. If we can just go around one more time and uh, briefly say what you are looking at with this request, what your concerns are and what you're asking from the state. And Nikki, maybe we'll just start with you. What we will be asking of the state is to, you know, first and foremost, not allow this extension. Uh, I mean, I think there's still a lot of other questions around this. Like, first of all, like why six years <laughs> when they have a 30, we're 10 years out from a 30 year contract being fulfilled. I mean, I think it would be really important for us to have an audit, uh, you know, a, waste, a general waste audit would be really important for us to have. So we can be more transparent about what's going into the landfill and how much and from where. You know, we also could use an assess an overall environmental assessment too. So I would hope that before anything was going to be considered being extended, that the public would get a good look at um, how this landfill is being managed from all aspects. I just wanted to first um, say thank you to all the waste warriors, you know, um, of the past and of the current who have been watchdogging and attempting to contain this trash monster. And, um, you know, as tons more trash is trucked up the highway and dumped into our backyards, for us to really consider, you know, what is going to happen to our grandchildren's drink? Um, the watershed and all the life it supports is endangered by this mountain of trash, particularly the Elton Bog. Bogs are the lungs of the earth and the underground water aquifers that are located in the vicinity of the Juniper Ridge landfill. And so I would really encourage people to really think about the, the broad and enormous impacts of this uh, landfill, even as it exists now, let alone a 40% um, expansion in its current footprint. And um, I'm glad 
Nikki brought up the metallic mining because that was the first thing that went into my that went to my mind um, as well. Thinking why why now why this much expansion? And one thing I have learned over the years about uh, metallic mining is that it is an enormous waste management nightmare, and that the waste has to go somewhere. And so just getting this feeling that, you know, things are lining up sort of behind the closed doors and, you know, the foxes garden the hen house and that we have to be hyper vigilant, um, you know, in the defense of our land and waters. Thank you, Maria. Ed, last thoughts? I'd say, despite only giving us 16 days to prepare for this public hearing, I think the BGS is giving us an opportunity to get together and offer comments and, and criticism, possibly some positive ideas about what to do with this issue. And I think the more people who can show up, and if you can't, please uh, submit written comments, you know, whatever feels more comfortable to you, because let's show up and speak out on this and attempt to prevent any extension and demand a review from the state. Because after all, we are the state. We are the citizens. We're the stakeholders. And it's it's our tax taxes that are paying for this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much all for joining us, um, Don. Sure. Um, there's such a, a breadth of of information that people don't know, you know, and anybody new tuning in um, is getting some very valuable background information. I'm grateful for you all for being here. Again, the public hearing on the Juniper Ridge Landfill contract extension is scheduled Thursday, February 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. in Brewer at Jeff's Catering. Written comments can be submitted to the Bureau of General Services by Monday, February 26th at 5 p.m. You have been listening to Radioactive, a grassroots environmental and social justice news journal on WERU 89.9 FM. This is Meredith DeFrancesco with Don Neptune Adams. Today's program was produced with Sunlight Media Collective. Their coverage can be viewed at sunlightmediacollective.org. You can listen to archives of this and other locally produced WERU public affairs programming at weru.org. <laughs>